All right, I got Dave Conway on the show. He is the master mindset mentor. Dave, welcome to the show, brother. Thank you so much, Joel. I'm excited to have you on, man. I've had a lot of people talk about manifestation, law of attraction, all this stuff, but something tells me you're a little bit different and you do things differently. And I, I, so I want to know, I want to know how to manifest because everybody, and I know this is your specialty, manifesting wealth. And I think that's probably the biggest thing. Everybody wants to serve with purpose and reach their higher, higher purpose, whatever that is. But a lot of people I know, and myself included, want to master wealth because we know wealth is going to give us freedom. Talk to me though, before we even go there, talk to me about your story and just like how you got started with this. Cause my understanding is you were a carpenter making like five grand a month. And now, now you actually make like triple that and you're teaching others to do the same. So talk to me about like humble beginnings and just how you even got here, man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's a heck of a lot more than triple. Oh, beautiful. I just, I just threw that number out. Dave, what is it? Can we ask you, what is it? Well, it's, it's over half a million a month now in this, in this space. So, so it's over a hundred, over a hundred X. Wow. Uh, so I guess a hundred times more. Um, but you know, that's not really not what it's about. Sure. You can look at my story and, and, um, say, oh, wow, good for him. But you know, I'm different, but the truth is we're not different. You know, we all, um, we appear different. We might have different bodies, different skins, different genders, different eye color, different hair color. But what I've learned uh, in my life is actually inside we're actually all the same. So there's only one creative process in life and we all are under the rules of this creative process. And as we can start to understand this creative process, we can start to, we can start to alter our life. But uh, my, my journey starts a little bit before I was a carpenter. So I do truly do believe I'm a blessed man. I really do. Um, my whole life, I always uh, was interested in um, what was behind behind people, behind something. And I intuitively would recognize um, if somebody was like trustworthy or not. So this this kind of obsession was from for, for, from a very young age. And I used to get in trouble at school. I used to get suspended all the time. And, you know, because I, there'd be some teachers I would trust and some teachers just, you just knew they weren't good people outside of the school. You know, you just feel it. Yeah. Um, so I wouldn't listen to some and I'd listen to others. And this used to get me in trouble. But I was always obsessed with like, what is that? What is at the back of things? And not necessarily um, in a scientific way. I never would have like connected myself uh, scientifically to something more like in an intuitive way. Um, but as I've grown, as I've grown older, I'm 39 years old now. Um, I would consider myself a mental scientist. I like taking ideas into the laboratory of the mind and and playing inside there and, and seeing what out, what what the input produces as an output. And my mom, when I was 18 years old, uh, said, "Hey, there's some man speaking at the Travelodge Hotel in our city, and it was the first, last, and only time this person was ever in our city, which is interesting in itself." And I'll, I, I remember like it was yesterday, you know, I was sitting about four rows back, three, four seats in, and uh, I'd never heard anybody talk like this. It was a two-hour presentation from this gentleman, and uh, that gentleman's name was Bob Proctor. And this was um, before The Secret. This was in 2002. And I just instantly fell in love with it. Um, you know, I'd had a lot of teachers in my life up to that point, as we all did by the time you're 18. You know, uh, you've had influences from your parents. You've had influences from your friends' parents, from coaches. I used to play a lot of soccer. And uh, I never had anybody talk like that before. So that started a journey, um, I guess, of curiosity, discovery, 
Now, the wild thing is when I when I first started hearing the word manifestation, I'll be I'll be very honest, like I hated it. Like what a crock of can we can we say S H I T on this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, what a crock of shit. That's, that's like I said, such bullshit. And I'll never forget this. Bob Proctor used to say, "Tell me what you want, and I'll show you how to get it." And I said, "Oh my God, man, give it a give it a rest. How can that? How the hell can anybody say that? You see, that's not the world that I came from. The world that I came from was work your ass off." It might work out sometimes, and then generally when you do get it, you probably erode it and lose it anyway. So it was a grind, right? Like life was a grind, and, and I think yeah. if when you start to talk to people, it's more and more of a grind. You know, I said my friend texted me this morning, and he said that he writes so freely and thinks so freely in the morning when he's like sitting with his morning coffee and stuff like that. And I said, yeah, I said, well, it sounds like the gates of heaven open up to you. And then when you go out and meet, meet actual people in the world, the gates of hell open up. <laughs> the hell just like turns on you. Yeah. So I actually spent 15 years uh, without any success. I was around personal development. I was what I would call like a closeted personal development person. Um, and after 15 years, um, I actually became a very frustrated individual. Very, very frustrating. Uh, it was not working for me. Um, I had been into spiritual sciences, uh, religions. I had been going to church every single day, all kinds of things to try and get a deeper understanding. But I was unable to move bigger ideas in, into my physical world. And that really started to get frustrating in 2015. So I was about 13 years into it at this time. And um, I had this feeling inside, like something bigger for you. Like there must be something bigger. There must be something bigger. And to be honest, there was no ideas connected to it. I just had a feeling. And I, and, I, and I know I'm not the only person in the world. You know, if your listeners sit and ask themselves right now, you know, do I feel like I'm destined for something greater? And go ahead and you can ask yourself that. Like, do I have a feeling like I'm meant to be doing something bigger? Like I should be expressing at a bigger degree. And stay, stay tuned to, in this podcast because I'm going to tell you exactly what that is. Because that is what being a human is. That's the purpose of your podcast, that expression you want to expand. You've had some amazing guests on here. And I also want to say to you, too, I've listened to a few of your podcasts, and all of your guests seem to be having a, a lot of fun. Like, they're, in, they're into whatever they're into. And anyway, I lived, I lived with that feeling for two years, and I started to become a very frustrated, angry person. And at the time, I was a carpenter, which was a profession I fell into at 21, and uh, I never liked it, never resonated with, uh, resonated with it. And people even used to ask me, oh, what do you do? And I say, oh, I'm a carpenter. And, it, and like, I felt like I was lying to them, you know? Now, I knew I wasn't a carpenter, but I didn't know what the hell I was. And I would say, oh, I'm a carpenter. And then I became a general contractor. I said, oh, I'm a general contractor. And in my mind, I'd be like, shut up, you liar. That's really not what you are. You know, <laughs> that's really not what you are. Yeah. So I started getting very frustrated. And I knew I was in trouble. I knew I was in trouble, Joel. When we were doing this project, and one of the inspectors of the project, in my perception, was being like, like a dink, you know? And I got so angry at him, I actually was going to physically attack him. Now, this is, this is, this is like 15 years into personal development. And by the way, Dave, if I may interject, people in Canada don't fight, from what I understand, too. No, right? just Tai yeah. Domi, man. Just the, yeah. just the maple of, leaves. Yeah, yeah. Don't you know? Like, <laughs> no one's actually throwing a fist. Like, that's people unheard. don't know. 
Yeah, people don't know this about the CFL, the Canadian Football League. It's actually touch football. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you must have been pretty angry for this to happen. I was very angry, and uh, and one of my guys ran out of the ran out of the building, um, and he actually had to physically pull me back. Now, that shook me up really bad because I knew better. And I think there's, a, there's many of us in this situation. I know that my story is not unique. I know that it's not unique. We all know better, but we don't necessarily know how to do better. And I knew I was in trouble when that happened because I knew better. Like, I knew a lot. I had been studying for a long time. And here I am, completely out of control. So what this idea flowed into my mind at that. And I said, the mind said, I wonder if Bob Proctor's still doing his thing. So I went online and I Googled it. And sure as heck, he was doing this event called The Paradigm Shift down in Los Angeles, California. And I bought myself and my wife a ticket. We flew down to LA. And Joel, without, without question, that was the most painful weekend of my entire life. Mm. Um, I'd realized that I had been failing in like integrating any of the ideas into my actual belief system. And I've come to the firm realization today of two primary things. Number one, true manifestation is manifesting a new version of yourself. Wanting is easy. Want is very, very easy. We all want more money, better health, better relationships, peace of mind, better sleeps. That's what we're all paying fortunes for in time and money. Want is easy. And when you start to discover, <clears throat> I never read this in a book. It just, I realized this about myself. All your conscious thinking mind does is want. Just want, 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 want. That's all it does. I want to listen to this podcast. I don't want to listen to this podcast. These guys are boring. I want to take a peek. I want to listen to this podcast, but I also want to have a coffee when I'm listening. So I'm going to pause. I'm going to get a coffee and I'll come back. You know, want, 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 want. That's all we do. So the first is true manifestation is manifesting a new version of yourself, which is the integration of a belief system. That's really what it is. Integration of an idea into a belief. And the second is, that the only thing holding any human being back on this planet is their belief system. That's it. Which you can also call the paradigm, a modus operandi, subconscious programming, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever words are given to it uh, in the modern world. But the only thing holding anyone back on this planet is their belief system. So I became a consultant with Bob at that event. Felt like I'd died and gone to heaven. He was my idol. I loved him and I still do love him to this day. And uh, within my first year, my income went from five grand a month to 65 grand a month. I became the number two selling consultant in the world. Within 31 months, my income crossed 100 grand a month. And sure, that's money and that's measurable. So we can talk about that. But then you got the immeasurable things, happiness, peace of mind, purpose, you know, um, professionalism, uh, human advancement, uh, impression of increase, you know, the list goes on and on and on. Um, and then over time, I've gone to mentor over 25,000 people I've, I've produced, I believe per, per, per client, I've produced more uh, multimillionaires than any other mentor in the world. I do believe that. Wow. Okay. Four that's... and a half percent of our clients crossed a hundred grand a month last year, four and a half percent of them, regardless of their starting point. Wow. That's a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. On that note, 
you mentioned it wasn't working for you. Here you are. I can totally relate, by the way. I'm a big self-growth guy. I fell in love with Tony Robbins around 18 years old. I started doing sales and Cutco knives and stuff. And that's where I actually <laughs> got um, exposed to Jim Rohn, Bob Tracy, Zig Ziglar, all these guys, right? And so that really exposed me into the um, sales world and professional development world, right? But and there's so many different techniques and things you learn and visualization and subconscious reprogramming. It sounds like you're doing all these things for 15 years. You're doing all this work, but still not really moving the needle. You're still feeling stuck. So why wasn't it working for you? What was like, you go see Bob Proctor. Sure. He hires you as a consultant, but is every Bob Proctor consultant making what you're making? No, not even close. Okay, exactly. So what was for you? Can you distill it down to, was it like one or two things or you like that you just shifted that changed everything? If I, if I, um, yes. So if, if you're to ask like, what's the greatest thing Bob ever taught you? Yeah. There's, there's a, there's a, you know, there's hundreds of them, but you know, the first thing is he taught me how to set goals. So I know in the, I know in the world, like there's all kinds of goal setting techniques and there's smart goals and, 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 uh, and, um, all these different ways, like incremental gains and things like that. And that's good. And that's fine. That's not a Bob taught goal setting. So what he taught was fantasy goals. So you've got knowing goals. So that's where, let's say, let's say you have a great year this year and you're in $200,000 and that was your goal. And that's a great year. So then you're like, this is kick butt, man. Like, wow. Like if I could just have another 200 grand year, this, this would be a great year. So that's a knowing goal. Well, I, in my opinion, it wouldn't really constitute a goal because there's no growth involved in that. You don't actually have to learn anything. You just have to do whatever you did again. Mm. Okay, so that's a knowing goal. Then the next kind of goal is thinking goals. So a thinking goal is where you sort of lay it out. You're like, well, if I do this and I do that, you'll see this with lots of people. They'll, they'll, they'll go to great sacrifices too. You know, well, if I do this and I stop smoking and then, then I get a job at, uh, at the Dunkin' Donuts at night and I do this and I do that and then I do this. And, and really like, and a lot of people do this with fitness goals. That's why a lot of people can't embody their fitness ideals either or their weight ideals. There's all kinds of reasons. Um, but that's all thinking goals. Now, what we need to understand is that both those kinds of goals are born out of the intellect. So there's no real emotional uh, like trigger or, or, or inspiration. There's no inspiration in those kind of goals. The third kind of goal is fantasy goals to really sit down and ask yourself, what do I really want? Like, what do I really want? And as you go out there and spend time, the great Earl Nightingale said, to get your goal, it, he said, I would advise, he said, I wouldn't be unwise if you spent an hour, a day, a week, even a month, figuring out what you really want and what your goal is. Why would he say, why would he say give an entire month to something like that? It must be very important. It must be important. So as I started to set bigger and bigger goals, that's when my life started to change. So I'm a big believer in setting goals that truly inspire you. You know, Bob used to say all the time too, if you know how to reach your goal, it's not a big enough goal. <laughs> The purpose of a goal is to, is to harmonize yourself with the universal laws. The purpose of a goal is to tap into potential. A lot of people talk about human potential. Well, where is it? Is it behind your ear, you know, up your nose, like between your toes? Where is human potential? Like, where do you find it? Where is this potential? Yeah. And most of us are not fine. Now, we all intuitively know that you have potential. But where do you find it? It's, 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 it's lying inside your goals. Yeah. 
Wow. Yeah. I was just thinking too. I mean, you know, you see all these smart measurable goals, right? And part of that smart acronym, it needs to be measurable. It needs to be attainable. It need, you know, it has to fit this rubric. But now as I'm hearing you talk, that's probably how most of us are taught to create goals, but that ain't a fantasy goal because a fantasy goal, yeah. you actually have to probably do something the opposite or even drastically different to get to that fantasy goal that a smart goal is going to keep you pigeoned to like these tiny metrics that have to be measurable week yeah. over week, right or wrong. Or how do you, how do you see that? Yeah, that that's yes. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm obviously in my opinion, I'm going to say, right. Because well, your opinion most, matters, most, Dave, because you, you know, again, you're making hundreds, uh, you're, you're talking about hundreds of thousands a month, right? For, for that you're doing for some people. Yes. I mean, most people would love to make that in a year. The people you're working with are doing it in a freaking month. So, a month, so yeah. I don't care. People can talk about Dave Conway all they want. The bottom line is, as far as I know, you get results, brother. And that's all that matters. Yeah. We just had one client come in within one month, went from zero to 112,000 bucks in their first month. Yeah, incredible. So most people, they operate out of the left hemisphere of, hemisphere of their brain. So they use their reasoning faculty. Most uh, goals are born out of logic. But we don't live in the world of the logical. We live in the world of the dreamers. In the right brain is the faculty of the imagination. Our imagination is the direct link to the infinite power, into the universe. Your imagination is hooked up to the infinite power. It's also hooked up to your five senses, and it's also hooked up to your belief system or your paradigm. So your imagination is fighting three fronts at all times. So you have to suspend your belief system or your paradigm and just ask yourself, what do I really want? Really let yourself dream. And as I started to do that, this is what I was failing in all those years. I wasn't dreaming. Mm. I was just doing and I was learning, but I wasn't actually like expanding. And then I was on a call with Bob once and he very casually said, he said, oh yeah, I changed my self-image four times. And my, 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 um, my intuition went off like the 4th of July. I was like, rear, 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 like, hey, interrupt him, talk to him, pull this. What does he mean? So I actually jumped on. I said, what do you mean by that? And he said, what do you mean by what? I said about the self-image. He said, oh yeah, I've changed my self-image four times. Now, what he meant by that? was that there was four different Bob Proctors on the earth. Mm. You see, the only reason, Joel, that we ever set these kind of goals is then to ask ourselves, who is the man, woman, or person that is naturally producing them? See, every goal that we set contains a life. Every goal we set contains a life. Every idea is either expanding your life or restricting your life. Every idea. So when you go out there, you need to ask yourself, who is living like that? And then you spend the rest of your day embodying that person, integrating that belief system. Now, my mother's not going to like to hear this because she's a staunch Catholic. She's not going to like to hear this. So hopefully she doesn't hear this podcast. So I, um, after that call, I went up into my uh, bathroom and I looked myself in the mirror and I actually asked myself, said, who the hell do you think you are? Eyeball to eyeball with myself in the mirror. Who the hell do you think you are? Why do you believe this and not that? Why does this person bother you and that person doesn't bother you? So what I did was when I went to bed that night, I got rid of Dave Conway. There was no Dave Conway. He wasn't a Catholic. 
He wasn't nothing. And in the morning when I woke up, I took a pen and paper out and I started to write out. I still do this to this day here. I still do this every, to this day. Okay. And I started to write out the man I wanted to be. His belief systems. And then for the rest of the day, I would endeavor to be that man, to make decisions like him, to act like him, to give like him. And then at nighttime, win, lose, or draw, I would go to bed and I'd get rid of Dave Conway. I'd kill him, get rid of him. And in the morning, I'd wake up again and I'd fill my mind with Dave Conway. Through this process, my income went from 5,000 bucks a month to over 100,000 bucks a month. Now, I did this process for close to 31 months. Was it worth it? Oh, I think so. I think it was. And if my mom asked me, are you a Catholic? Uh, my answer would have had to have been no. No belief system. I didn't want anything to do with anything that anyone gave me. I wanted to become a self-determining person. So when I would see somebody, let's say I liked something in you, Joel. i say, that's really cool. I'm a psychological kleptomaniac. I'd just take it. I'd build it into this. I'd build it into the identity. And that's how I started to change my life. So every day you would write the identity persona or that you wanted to create, that you wanted to manifest essentially, right? All the qualities Bingo. of that person. And sometimes you might take things away or add things. Is that right? That's right. So I'll, I'll say it again. True manifestation is manifesting a new version of yourself. So has anybody here ever been like, to a restaurant or yeah, with friends. Let's see, you know, you got those like skinny friends, you know, those dang skinny friends. Uh, and uh, let's say you carry a few and um, you're like, damn it. Like how the hell are they just eating salad? You know, or how the hell are they just eating like that? Like, this is crazy, you know? And, but they naturally do it. Do you know how like when people like, let's say you have a person that's a Democrat, a purpose that per person that's a Republican. It's like, well, one side thinks the other side's mad and the other side thinks the other side's mad. You see, we, we don't relate. So we're, we don't understand that that's their belief system. So when we go to set goals, we, all, what, we work too hard. So what we're trying to do is we're trying to bring our, our mediocre self and we, and we believe we've been programmed to work towards it. That's not how you do it. You create the person that is naturally producing that. So you know that friend that naturally orders a salad and naturally doesn't clear their plate while you're the person that can't prevent themselves from ordering a burger and fries and over consuming it and then a dessert. You see, you naturally are producing all your results. Every person on this planet is naturally producing their results. When people go to set goals, what occurs to them is that what they're trying to do is they're, they're trying to do things that are unnatural to them. So they're working so hard. Like if I take this piece of wood and I hold it out in front of me, in time, this piece of wood is going to weigh like 10,000 pounds because it's going to start to drop down, right? So if you hold your hand out long enough, that is the human will. You cannot use the human will. You have to start to enter into a divine will, into a will of the person that is naturally producing that goal. So when you go and you set that huge goal, you say, who is the person that is naturally producing it? And you just, every day, you just start embodying that person. You'll feel like you're going insane. Dave, I love this because it reminds me, there's a quote from James Clear, the author of Atomic Habits that everyone knows very well. But he talks about this idea that your habits, you, you have to build these habits into place, but eventually your habits just become your identity and the kind of the identity takes over. But almost what I'm getting from you, like 
that's actually a slower way to do things. Like, let's just jump to the identity piece, what we want. And those habits will just follow. Like, if I want to create this awesome, wealthy person, I've got to imagine like, well, what does that person do? And my habits will follow. It almost seems a little bit different. Yeah. And yours actually seems like a shortcut to getting there instead of like every day I'm going to work up at 4 a.m. and meditate and then do this. No, don't do that. Yeah. Like, don't do that. Like, that's too much work. It's way too much work. You're making, you're blowing my mind. Like, why am I wasting all my time doing this? You are wasting your time doing it. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. 100%. I wasted 15 years of my life doing it. Never worked. Never worked. So, for example, if we're going to talk about habits, let's understand what a habit is. No one's ever seen a habit. You've seen the expression of an idea, but no one's ever seen a habit. Oh, you've seen habit? No, I've never seen habit. What you see, what a habit is, a habit is an effect. A habit is an effect of a fixed idea in the subconscious mind or unconscious mind or universal mind of a human being. Now, the reason this is so difficult to communicate, because where the hell is it? Like, where's your sub? Like, you, like, you know, you're looking around, is it in your belly? Like I was saying before, where the hell's your potential? Where the hell's your sub? You don't know where it is. That's because most of you is, is not three-dimensional. Most people don't stand a chance in hell of creating success in their life because being a human being is really, really confusing. You're a spiritual being you have an intellect, and you live in a physical body. Do you know that the human mind cannot compute anything above the third dimension? Can't compute any length times width times height. The fourth dimension, the fourth dimension being time. That's why we have to talk in stories, analogies, metaphors. So even like when we talk about habits, let's really start to understand what a habit really is. A habit is an idea. The effect of an idea that'll naturally express itself. Mm -hmm. So what, if, if you go out, like if you look at nature, okay, what you'll realize in the universe and nature itself, let's talk about the, let's talk about the earth. We could talk about the universe too. They all operate by the same laws. You'll never walk out of the garden and bend down and talk to a little blade of grass and be like, Hey, little blade of grass, how's your day today? And the blade of grass is like, ah, oh, for shit's sake, just turn a bitch being a blade of grass today. It's not going to do that. We are the only creatures that struggle. The grass is not struggling growing into a blade of grass. The oak tree isn't struggling becoming an oak tree. You'll never walk out in nature. Anybody ever walk through the forest where you know when the, you know when the roots of the rock start to go around, or the roots of the tree go around the rock? You're never going to see a rock be like, oh, piss off, man. Get out of my place. And then the, the, the root's like, well, let me in, let me in. Like, that's not what's happening. The water doesn't struggle being water. The bird doesn't struggle flying. Well, you and me are the only ones that struggle. Because you and I have been given the godlike ability to create our own life. We're the only creature that's disorientated in our environment. The only creature. Because we can create our own. We do it through our belief system. So when we start to talk about a habit, a habit, a belief system is a multitude of habits fixed in the subconscious. So what you need to start to do, you don't need to work your way anywhere. You need to relax into the idea. You need to relax. You need to get comfortable with the ideas of being what you want to be. That is so good. You know, something uh, I've heard Dave Meltzer say, who's a manifester himself, is he, he's, he constantly says, 
just get out of the way of yourself. You're the one blocking it. The universe is already perfect. Everything is designed perfectly the way it is. You're the one getting in the way of it. You're actually blocking your greatness. And it kind of reminds me to your point of what you're saying right now. Like, yeah, just get out of the way, relax. Like you're the one struggling, trying to struggle, trying hard to put all this effort in, but you're just blocking. You're just blocking that energy. But we even got it. Let's even go even further, man. Let's go even further. Let's go, let's go deeper. deeper. Like, yeah, let's go a little deeper. Like, let's, let's, like, that's not good enough to me that I'm blocking it. Well, what am I blocking? If I would have heard that back in the day, I'd have pissed me off. Is it blocking what? Oh, just let go. Okay, let go of what? Tell me what? What the hell's going on here? Well, I'm going to tell you what it is. Everything in the universe is energy. Energy can either be created or destroyed. I'm not making this up. These are the, this is Einstein and, and, the, and, the, and the really, really intelligent people. The religions will say God is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. Okay, what is God? They can't even answer. If you ask a scientist, what is energy? They won't be able to answer. But this is what we do know. All energy is governed by law. Now, when they put, I'm actually reading a brief history of uh, time by Hawkins. I think that's what it's called, brief history of time. Um, when they put the Hubble up on the universe, that's when we learned that it was expanding. We didn't always know that just a, just a, just a few mm -hmm. decades ago. Okay, well, if everything in the universe is energy, then you and I must be energy too. Agreed. Now, people are under the great delusion or illusion that when you meet a person, you're meeting a person. You're not meeting a person. You're, you're meeting an energy form. You're meeting energy in the form of a person. And all of this energy is under strict rules by law. Now, the primary law of this universe is create or disintegrate. The reason that we are perpetually wanting things, the reason that we are consumers, the reason that we have to have these goals is what goals do is it gets in harmony with the universal law. So when they say that like sacrifice is giving up something of a lower nature for a higher nature. So as we start to grasp this, as we start to go deeper, you have to start asking yourself, well, what am I letting myself go to? Just get out of my own way. Well, if I'm going to get out of my own way, Joel, I better need something worth getting out of the way for. This is where it all goes back mm -hmm. to the goals. Like if, 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 if you're just like, why, why are you getting up in the morning at 4 a.m.? Oh, because I just want to be a better guy. Not good enough. The chance of you doing it, it's, not, it's really not going, unless that really turns you on. Yeah. It's not going to do it. It's got to be bigger. It's got to be way bigger. Yeah. Way bigger. That's so good, dude. Um, I'm curious. You, you work with, obviously, some top-notch people. And a, a lot of these people are already at the top of their game. So how do you get these people to make these subtle shifts? They're already doing really great. And yet, they feel like, they're not doing great enough. They're not doing good enough. So what are you doing for them to get them to make these little shifts to get them even to higher levels that they probably never even imagined? A lot of, a lot of my clients, so when you're in the realm of like your, you know, your $30 million, $50 million people that are stuck, it doesn't really matter what level you're at. You're still under the, you're still under the influence of the primary law, which is create or disintegrate. So many of us fall into the, to the trap that once we get the goal, then we'll be happy, right? So 
you know, it's like first world problems. Like, oh, boo-hoo, you got stuck at 30 yeah. million. Yeah, well, a lot of them are depressed as hell. And a lot of them have gotten that 30 million or 50 million or 100 million through straight competition. So what they've lost along the way is they've lost their peace of mind. Mm. So they've plateaued. Regardless of what level you're at, you can plateau. You can plateau because your nature is to express. You remember, you have to remember, we are, we are energy. We are human being. We are energy in the form of a person. But we're still under the same laws of that the, that the acorn is under or the blade of grass or the oak tree. So with these people, just same thing. Got to get them dreaming again. Got to get them dreaming again. Primarily, most of them is to get them back, get them back inspired. A lot of them have just become uninspired. Mm. I remember Bob told a story about this gentleman where he paid him. He used to fly to Europe. He like was one of the richest people in all of Europe. He never said his name, but he said he was like seriously, seriously wealthy guy. And he said the guy hired him for six months just to help him get back to work. <laughs> the guy just wouldn't work. Wow. <laughs> work, work. We're not made to work. Work is made for us. Yeah. That's why all your, that's why all your, your guests are so happy because they're all working on something that they're into. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. I, I'm, yeah, Amazing. I'm curious too. You've done so much in your own life with manifesting. What else do you want to manifest? Oh, well, right now I'm working on, uh, are you asking me some of my goals? Yeah, yeah I mean, just like you've already, you know, when you've reached such a high level, if someone's looking on the outside, looking at Dave Conway, they're like, dude, he has it all. 100 million a month. I mean, like the guy is just killing it. He's living his purpose. He feels energetic. He's making money. He's inspiring people. He's giving back. Like, What's next? So for you, and I know one of the big things you said on this show is like, hey, I just want to teach people that and make manifestation logical. And I know that's one of your, that's where you serve right now. But I mean, I can already tell you, you've got, you've got some big dreams and big goals. So what else do you want to manifest? You've already done so much. Well, I can, t I can tell you one of my obsessions. So I do have an obsession. I have an obsession with the line between the intangible world and the tangible world. So that's my obsession. There is, there's this line. You know how like when the, when the sun, in the atmosphere, the sun will pull up the, the water from the lake. And then in time, that'll create the atmospheric pressure. And then this etherical or steam or non-physical form of H2O will start to compress. And it'll create pressure, a pressure system. The pressure, and then it'll make a cloud, and then it'll make a rain cloud. And then it'll hit the point where it gets so dense, it falls back down onto Earth. It's called the perpetual transmutation of energy. I'm obsessed with the line between the intangible world and that the movement into the tangible world when it comes to a human being. And what I've, what I've deduced is that it's all about desire. So my, my obsession is to reframe manifestation because I think it's getting bastardized pretty bad out there. Truthfully, it's really, really bad. Um, same thing happened to religion where re people are turned away from religion because there's just so many ignorant, ignorance shrouded in it. And rightfully so. People are like, well, why the hell should I do that when I'm not, I'm not really into the results or the ideas that they're sharing. So I want to, um, I guess what I, I guess, you know, I want, I want to reframe this. The things I'm saying are kind of niche. Will they ever be mainstream? That I don't know. That I don't know. You'd have, you'd want to be a serious student. Um, it would be cool to influence 
even a million people. Mm. But genuinely, I'm not really into just throwing a sprinkle on top. Like real, real shift, like real true shift where a person actually knows how to take control of their life. A person actually knows where to go inside. Like to learn that I can go inside and change my life. Yeah. So all I, all I know, all I can ask your question, Joel, is that I just want to manifest a better instrument to express the understanding that I have been blessed to receive. Yeah, man. That's, that's really my main yeah. thing. That's a, I'm, I'm really indifferent to yeah. much else. To be that's honest. awesome. I get that about you. Any, uh, any exciting projects that you're working on right now that you're excited about? Yeah. Um, we have a thing called the 21 day manifestation challenge. So if anybody here is interested in um, refining their imagination and refining their focus and their will and their ability to focus on specific ideas, um, we have a real kick butt challenge on our website called the 21 day manifestation challenge. Um, it's a 21 day process that um, will help you deepen your understanding of how to actually bring the good that you desire into your physical life. Because the key is you can get it mentally, then you got to get it emotionally and then you got to move it out into the world. So it's a really, really great place for people to come and start. Yeah, that's great for the new year too. I think everyone's always looking at how to transform this year, make this year their best year compared to the year before. So what a great time to get started. And is, there, is that start at a certain time or can they just go to your website and just click on? Anytime. Awesome. Yeah, they can go to the website, go uh, conway.consulting, then 21 Day Map Station should be in there. And uh, just click on that, get in, uh, totally free. And um, I think all it costs you is your email. And we won't bombard you with emails either. Okay, you get a mindset minute, I think, once a week. And then if we have something going on, you'll be notified about it. Um, but yeah, to, 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 start to, to start to explore the idea of moving ideas into form, because the truth is, that's all you're doing anyway. Yeah. That's all we're doing as human beings is just taking a darn thought and trying to move it out into the physical world. Well, the, I'm telling you here now, there's a process to do it. And you can refine your ability to do that process. Yeah. And one of the things that you mentioned earlier that I was just thinking about, it's so interesting because success looks different for everybody. And and if we're just looking at wealth specifically, you work with some very high end wealthy people, but they, a lot of them, I didn't even think of this. They got there through different methods or routes. Some of them, like you said, just through their competitive nature and willpower to get there, but that only takes them so far. And then there's others maybe that use some type of manifestation, but maybe they didn't understand it completely, but they use some of it. So it's just really interesting to see like there's different ways to get there. But then at the end, what I'm really getting from you is like, yeah, but there's only really one true way. And when you understand these concepts and these ideas, that's all it really boils down to. Yeah. And you know, I never, and never, um, never sacrifice your peace of mind for any amount of money. Understand that you can have both. Like you can grow rich with peace of mind. So a lot of these people, they have a lot of money, but they don't have peace of mind. Now, this isn't exclusive to these people that have money. I know everybody likes to like, well, yeah, they're rich, so screw them or whatever. Well, yeah, we'll take compassion. They're still humans too, for crying out loud. Yeah. Yeah. You know, no one's running to help the rich. No, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I don't, I don't know any charities that are, oh, we want to start a charity to support the rich. That's <laughs> not going to happen. But lots of them are suffering. Lots of them are suffering. Lots of them. There's lots of people that are suffering. And it doesn't matter what level you're at in life. Um, these ideas can be used and a lot of people suffering. So 
you know, grow rich with peace of mind, learn how to relax into the ideas, start to build a new identity and like go all in on it, like go all in and win, lose or draw, neutralize the mind, recommit again, just keep doing this, just keep going in, keep going into this person. And I'm going to tell you in time, you will naturally start to produce the results. Just watch your income will start to go up. Your joy will start to expand. If you're married, your relationships will start to improve. It's all, it's all, it's all by law. It's all by law. Nothing in this universe happens by mistake. Dave, one quick question on just your, one of your practices that you were talking about, creating that new identity. You know, we hear a lot out in the world, fake it till you make it. And that doesn't sit right with a lot of people. How do you distinguish between the two and how it's a little bit different? This is not faking it till you make it. Or maybe it is. How would you explain that to somebody? No, well, it depends. Well, I, I wouldn't say fake it till you make it. It sounds like a bunch yeah. of bullshit. Right? I'd say be it till you be mm. it. Like, what, what, are you, what are you faking? This is my life now. And this isn't a fake. This is my life. Now, the uh, people on the outside might think you're a kook. And there was moments in my life, um, especially in the first 18 months when I really started to do this practice. I'll be honest with you. There was points where I felt like we have this place called the Dubai Center. It's, it's for psychological, uh, psychological like uh, uh, hospital for people. And there was moments where I was like, to my wife, Jacqueline, I was like, you could probably check me in there today. <laughs> like, I began to walk different, talk different, dress different, serve different. I started to just be different. And when you, when you start doing that, you don't know up from down sometimes. You start getting very confused. Your decision making. People used to do like lobotomies and electroshock therapy to change yeah. this thing. Well, you can do it in a natural way. So not fake it till you make it. I, I'm not into that. I don't want to fake nothing. I want to be it. But to understand that you have a right to do this, you can do this. Like who you are was just programmed into you from your environment, your parents, and your genetics. So why the hell are you so why the hell why the hell are you so obsessed with who you are? <laughs> so just, yeah, so just true. get rid of them. Yeah, you know. But yeah, if you if you if you talk to anyone that hasn't even really been in personal development, if you ask them where did you get that character trait, you'll find that they never developed them; they just have them. Yeah. Like you'll, you'll never find a person that's been doing affirmations for bad habits. I'm so happy and grateful. Now I'm broke every day. I'm so happy and grateful. Now I've got a bad attitude. You'll never ever see that. Why? It's already in you. Why is it there? Someone else put it there. So when you start to understand that the only reason you're a Catholic is because you grew up in a Catholic home. The only reason you're a Muslim is because you grew up in a Muslim home. The only reason you have, you're, you're American-ish is because you grew up in America. This is all it is. It's all paradigm. Yeah. So if you can just cut that off, say a silent prayer for the person that brought you to where you are today, but they got to go. TTYN. Talk to you yeah. never, man. God rest your soul. And then you go on and reinvent yourself. Don't let your genetics control your life. Don't let your upbringing control your life. That's insane. Yeah. When you really think about it, it doesn't even mm -hmm. make sense. So why are you defending who you are? Just become who you want to be. You don't have to fake it. You don't have to fake shit. Just be it. So good. Just so be good. It. I love that. I want to wrap things up for you. I know you have to leave it as well as I do. Um, but just, and, and I, and I could I probably have to bring you around back for round two, if you're open, because I could feel like I could just keep talking to you forever, but anything that, uh, that else that I didn't ask you that you wish I had. Um, I'd like to share a quote before Please. we go. And I'm going to ask you some final round questions. If you have like an extra five minutes. Okay. Yeah, sure. Um, I think this, I think this quote sums up a lot of life. I think it contains a lot of courage 
I think it contains confidence for us. And I think it contains responsibility for us. I, I think it's a great quote that bridges a lot of life. And it comes from the incredible Earl Nightingale. And this is what he said. He said, you are now and you will become what you think about. I'll say it one more time. He said, you are now and you will become what you think about. So if you're going to start to change your thinking, you better make damn sure you've got something worth changing it for. And that's why you got to start to stretch your goals out. Dude, love that. So good. Dave Conway, a uh, couple of final round questions and we'll let you go. And then tell everybody where they can find you, learn more about you and connect. Um, what are some choices or maybe a choice that you think you made in your life that made you who you are today? Oh, hiring Bob Proctor to be my mentor changed my life like night yeah. day. Yeah, and, and submitting. And like he was my mentor, like being coachable. You know, when I was in, when I, and I'm always into changing my beliefs, but when I was really into it, when it was like a wholesale of Dave Conway, because he was such a loser, um, what I would do was I'd go up to him and I'd say, Bob, what's your belief on this? And he would tell me. And I'd say, that's my belief. And I just got rid of mine. I just, I just literally just consumed his belief system because I liked his life, hey? I liked him. I, I, more, I loved him, as I said earlier. I really liked the way he walked. I liked the amount of money he was earning. I liked, his, I liked everything about him. So I was like, well, I don't really like very much of my life. So to hell with Dave Conway. I'll just freaking embody this guy's belief system. And we can do that. So I, no question was to hire Bob Proctor. One time I asked him, I was like, Bob, on a scale of uh, 1 to 10, how coachable am I? And he said, you're about an 8. And he said, and that's pretty good. <laughs> and I was like, oh, wow, thanks, man. And, uh, and I said, what would happen if I was a nine? He'd be like, oh, you'd be just happier, healthier, and wealthier. And I was a, so then I, then I was like, well, I better submit even more. So I think the hiring of him, the studying, and then just the submitting to him. Like, what we want to understand is that mentorship is the transference of ideas and beliefs. And that's all we're doing. And if you're not careful, any Tom, Dick, and Harry on the street is going to become your mentor. Because that's all we do to each other, transfer ideas. And yeah. So without question, getting a mentor was game yeah, changing. Yeah, love that. I'm a big reader. Are there like a top one to three books that just jump out at you that change your life? And you're like, you should probably go read these. Well, okay. If you're, if you're ready for some yeah. hardcore stuff. Don't tell me, me something like Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich, because everybody tells me that. Well, that's in there. <laughs> but, but you can. You can. You said hardcore, so I thought. Yeah, yeah. Well, no. So the first one. You want to get his first one called The Law of Success by Napoleon Hill because the first, the first introduction's on the mastermind. So amazing, deep, deep stuff. This book here, I believe this is the greatest book ever written. I think every answer to every question is in. It's called uh, Thomas Troward, and this is his six books. Thomas Troward. This is Think and Grow Rich. This is The Power of Awareness by Neville Goddard. As a Man Thinketh by James Allen. The Science of Getting Rich by Wallace D. Waddles. Boom. I would put those in. These, these, these books here are the, um, have shaped every single thing in my life. Greatest manifestation books ever written in my wow. opinion. Awesome stuff. Yeah, some of them I haven't heard of, so thank you. Um, yep. Last couple, last couple questions. We'll wrap it up. I, 
what are uh, what are some rituals or practices that you do on a daily basis? Obviously, we we know there's some type of manifestation process, but I'm assuming you do cold plunges and then you know what do you, breath of fire, walk on cold. What, what no. do you do? What's a what's Dave Conway <laughs> do on a regular basis? That sounds that sounds like uh like like uh Houdini <laughs> stuff. I'll leave it up to the magicians. Uh, no, I just write this out, man. So this is my main ritual. I write I write this out every day. And I just do my best throughout the day to embody this person. And then I just really go out there and just try and serve people at a higher level. Um, throughout the day, I like to pray. I like to meditate. Like, I don't, I don't really have many rituals outside of that, man, to be yeah. honest. I found that this, as I start to master this, everything flows out of this into my life. It's very interesting. Yeah, I hate suffering too. Hey, I hate suffering. So. I avoid it like the plague because, oh, Dave, you're so strong. No, I'm not. I'm actually just a wimp. <laughs> I'm just avoiding suffering. That's all. <laughs> yeah. This is my main ritual. If I was to give you this, this hundred yeah. percent. No, I don't do cold plunge or anything like that. No, that's great. I appreciate that. Yeah. Last but not least, dude, this was an amazing conversation. Where can people connect with you, learn from you if they want to work one-on-one -on -one or group coaching? I'm not exactly sure how you have that structured, but how can they go about doing all that? Yeah, so go to Conway.Consulting is the website, but also you can get us me on Instagram at uh, Conway.Consult or Conway Consulting. And that's our Instagram handle there. And I'm always putting up reels on there and just reach out. We'll have a person that'll, you know, message or whatever. Um, yeah, or do the 21 day challenge. If you go on the 21 day challenge, I think you can submit like you'd like a coaching call. And if you get one, then if you submit that, then we'll call you. Awesome. Dave Conway, appreciate yeah. you, brother, so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Joel.